Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In, the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene, and today we're going to be chatting with our newest Filener, Ryan Foss. He's the Managing Director of Innovation here. Before we get to it, I want to give a quick reminder to any of our new listeners on our podcast that you can catch all future episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you like what we're doing here, please leave us a rating or a comment. And if you'd like to suggest something for a future show, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Filene Research, or you can just shoot me an email at hollyf at filene.org. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. And now, on to our show. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited to be here. Good, good. We're excited to have you. So, really, the purpose of today's show is just to get an introduction of you and to, it's, it's going to help us, it's going to get Filene to even, you know, you're so brand new, this is what, your fourth day? Fourth on, day, so fourth three, I should say I've, I've been here three and a half days right now. Three and a half days, <laughs> so you are brand new, you might actually be the newest Filener to ever be on the podcast. Wow. So, yeah. Well, so we're getting I'm honored. fresh, yes. So really that, that makes us want to get to know you because you're brand new, but also no one, no one really knows you because you are not, you have not worked in the credit union industry. Correct. And that sometimes seems like a scary thing for us in the credit union industry, but it's a good reminder that there are good people outside of the credit union industry as well. We're good people too. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my, really my first question for you is what have you been doing your whole life if you haven't been doing credit union stuff? <laughs> well, um, since it's my wedding anniversary this week, oh, um, or on Monday it was, thank you. I'll start with I'm married 18 years, um, so I'm not a real young buck, um, but I look it. Um, I've been married for 18 years, and I have two boys. They're ages 12 and 10, um, going on 17 and 15. Um, they're both um, acting like slash wannabe teenagers, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. if some of you can understand that. Um, um, Yeah, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to describe myself as a wannabe adventurer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've climbed Mount Aconcagua before, which is Where the, is that? it's the tallest <laughs> mountain in North and South America. It's in Argentina. Oh, um, and cool. so it was an 18 day climb, um, which was an incredible experience. So how does that like size wise match up with Everest? Everest. So Mount Aconcagua is 23 ish thousand feet and Everest is, I believe 28 or 29 ish thousand. Okay. Wow. And so... So pretty close. Yeah, not Maybe that those close. Maybe last, those last yeah. thousand or a couple right. thousand are the hardest. Right. Though, right? The, the one thing I like to say, though, is um, climbing season in Aconcagua is, doesn't match up with climbing season on Everest. And so when I, I was the first person to reach the top of Aconcagua that day, and since no one was climbing in the Everest area, I was the tallest person in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, oh, you... You just won the award of, I mean, that's, you can never really top that, can you? No. And whenever you're in a plane and they say, we've now reached 10,000 feet, I was like, yeah, I've been that high before. Did you check to make sure there was nobody in space that day? No, I didn't. But that's interesting. 
That's interesting. Isn't there always someone in space? <laughs> well, if there is, then you weren't the highest person. Yeah, that whole space station thing. Yeah. But funny story. <laughs> um, this summer, um, I attempted to row across the Pacific Ocean from California to Hawaii. Oh. And more people have been to space than have rowed an ocean. Wow. So I was trying to do that unique thing. I can't, it's really hard, yeah. you know, for a regular person to go to space, but there are still things that you can do yeah, that not many people have done. But I, you know, I didn't do it, so it's, it can't be my claim to fame. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, shame on you for not rowing across the entire ocean. You're such a slacker. I know, but it was for kids. And we did okay. raise over $100,000 for children's hospitals across oh the country. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, hmm, you've not spent your entire life in credit unions, but it sounds like you've been doing some really interesting things yes. with, that, with that extra time then. So, were you a climber? Were you a rower? Or why, why did you do these things? You know, it just kind of started out, you know, running marathons and then... Then you start running 50 milers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I did a, um, a seven-day self-supported ultra race in the Amazon in Brazil. Oh, of course. That's and then, you, you know, and then it just starts building from there. And as, you know, you, you meet crazy people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you end up, you know, hanging out for a weekend and you all decide we're going to row an ocean together. Yeah. I, you know what? I will only go so far with you on that one because I have I have run, I think, 17 marathons now. Wow. That's I, more than me. Yeah. Well, and what I'm, my point is, and I even ran a 50 miler, but I didn't feel like the next thing I needed to do was go like row across an ocean or, or run the entire like continent. I of- think um, my wife would wish that I was more <laughs> like you because uh, it drives her crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, like what I always like to say to her and to friends of mine is I think um, this concept of um, having big dreams for a lot of people, it's around um, the next best job or mm-hmm. getting a bigger house or it's career related. And I think trying to instill this idea with my kids that it's okay to dream crazy big dreams and they don't have to be about normal lifestyle stuff. Of course. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you going to do a hundred miler? Are you going to do Leadville 100? I would actually like to. Um, It was, um, it's on my list. Leadville isn't, um, but just doing a hundred miler is on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, you know, when... When you don't run. So when I trained for this row this past summer, I had to completely change from like my workouts of running all the time Mm -hmm. to not just rowing, but lifting weights and eating more protein. And I was really trying to bulk up. And so getting back into like, actually, I would like to get back into my running shape Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than kind of, I know I don't look like I have this huge upper body, but I added 20 pounds. So normally (laughs) I am a lot thinner and I'd like to get back to that actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, running will, will do that. I, have you heard of the Barkley marathon? I have. Yeah. Um, That sounds right up your alley. (laughs) You know, um, we got, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it as we, we've had, my, me and my friends have had discussions on that one. And, um, you know, most people don't know about the Barkley Marathon, so. No, no, um, there's only been like 20 people that ever finished it or something Yeah, like and most yeah. years no one does finish it. Yeah. I just, the one thing is just that, you know, the entry fee is like a dollar 
and at the beginning of the race, they have the lighting of the cigarettes, yep. which yeah. I just think is crazy cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> you know, I, it's, you have this dichotomy of like the people running it are just sitting in their tents, smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and waiting for you to finish. Yep. And that's how I got started in marathon running. I was a pack a day smoker. And um, oh, wow. one day I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I signed up for Grandma's Marathon in Duluth. I've run that one. Yep, in, yeah. Janu- in, in January. Cool. Yeah. And quit in January and ran in June. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, so I want to bring this back to the context of your <laughs> of your role here. No, because I think that a lot of this is really interesting and, and relevant to what you're going to be doing at Filene because you are going to be managing the innovation areas of Filene and I3, and you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to, to, do, this, good point. to do this job. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about what drew you to Filene and what drew you to this role in particular? Well, that's a good question, and... Um, it's probably just best answer with some of my professional experiences. So um, I have a degree in music, um, and then I have an MBA, um, which are two very different things. Um, and I also grew up um, cooking professionally at age 14. And so I, I have this passion for food and music, yet I have this master's degree in business. Mm-hmm. And the last six years, um, I have been working for Thrivent Financial. Um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and specifically with a with a new division called Bright Peak that I ha- I helped launch, and it was set up to serve non traditional and younger qu- clients that weren't typically served by Thrivent. My main job there was to innovate and look at how we could create and distribute products, new products or existing products differently, mm-hmm. and. Um, Feline's methodology of seek, test, chair is very much similar to the work that I've been doing with Bright Peak the last five or six years, always grounded in kind of what are the needs of our consumers and how can we better serve them in new and different ways. And I've always watched Filene from afar um, and actually, you know, played around a little bit. You know, we don't, we're not in the same industry, but there are learnings that we could share. And so there have been occasions over the past six years that we have um, discussed learnings together and even tried to pilot some things together. That got a little too far um, in respect to we are two different industries and it was hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sharing learnings was always a big thing. And the one thing that I've always admired about Feline are the people. Yeah. And um, y- you haven't disappointed in my first week. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So three and a half days in, and we have not yet yeah. let you down. But right? I was actually, you know, I was telling someone, um, I think it was on Tuesday, um, so my second day, um, previous to my, my role at, at Thrivent, I was actually the executive director of an international NGO that did work in Kenya and Uganda. Mm-hmm. And, you know, new product methodology is really not that different than community development. Right. You know, we would go into communities and immerse ourselves in the people that lived in those communities so you can really find out what are the deep rooted problems of poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just go into a community and say they need water and that'll be the cure of everything. You mm-hmm. need to immerse yourselves in their community and ask tons of questions and really try to find, okay, what are the themes that are causing poverty in this 
area. And that's no different than the work that we do here at Feline. Right. So we listen to our consumers, we find out what the problems are in their financial picture, and we try to create solutions for exactly. them. Exactly. Essentially what you're describing is human-centered design. Exactly. what we we really value here at Feline. Exactly. So that's really great to see those parallels that surpass uh, not just job function, but industry and um, bringing it bringing it to the work that we do here at Filene is going to be really valuable. So we're so happy to have you on board for that. My next question for you is, you know, I know you've only just begun learning about kind of the more specifics of what you're going to be doing in this role, but what what have you found to be something that you're really excited about working on? And what's kind of the work that's going to energize you in, in the first couple of months of this role? Yeah, you know, it has literally been a fire hose this mm-hmm. week. And so um, there are so many directions I could go with that question. So first off, I just, rather than punting the whole question, I'd, <laughs> I'd say I'm excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, when you're creating new things, there's something about the financial empowerment incubator where you could really truly make a difference in someone's financial picture. I mean, everything that we're doing is about making change and creating new things to help consumers in the credit union industry. But the financial empowerment incubator really has the opportunity to really, um, from a social aspect, Mm -hmm. um, change people for the better. And so that's something that really um, not only I'm excited about now, but drew me to this position as well. Because, you know, innovating is fun and change is really cool and it can be sexy. Um, But some of the things that we're doing here actually have a deeper meaning and a social purpose. And so that's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, no pressure on you, but if you do your job well, (laughs) people's lives will be better. And so, you know. I'll do my best. (laughs) But that's that's what's awesome about our work and, and what drew, I think, a lot of us to the entire credit union industry is the potential to have that impact. Right. No, and I'm a credit union member and... I every day I am continually um, perplexed as why more people aren't credit union members, especially today when co-ops are becoming more popular, eating locals becoming more mm-hmm. popular, shopping locals becoming more popular. And I totally I'll preach it every day. We're at a tipping point where credit unions are just going to be in a boom because that's what we do. Yeah, I agree completely. And I it, it baffles me, too, that people don't see what we see with with those kinds of local um, cooperatives, credit unions. Um, if you haven't joined the Willie Street Grocery Co-op yet here in Madison, <laughs> I'm going to have to do a plug for that. I'm on their board. So, okay. Okay. So Fair you enough. Go, you got to go join that. Um, <laughs> then that's our job to connect the dots for people, though. Absolutely. Yep. So that leads me into my next question then, because this clearly seems like uh, a no-brainer for us but there is a disconnect. And so what are the, what are you seeing as going to be your biggest challenges in this role and connecting all those dots that you're going to need to connect? Well, innovation is always challenging, first of all. Um, but you know, honestly, just being open to failing and being honest with the results that we get. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's really easy to always just to like jump to solutions and say, Oh, I have this great idea. We always need to start with, okay, What does the consumer think? Stop what you're doing. What does research think? And I think being truthful with yourself around that um, is the challenging, most challenging thing. And if you can do those things well, um, then it'll just make connecting those dots that much easier. Yeah. 
now that you're here, you're in the credit union yeah. industry now. And I we're, am. we're going to welcome you with arms wide open. But what do you think is going to be your contribution to the credit union industry? What do you, what value are you going to bring from your worldly experience? <laughs> well, first off, let me tell you, I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> and so phone, email, LinkedIn, whatever people in the credit union industry like to use, um, I'm always open to talk, whether it's about learning about um, problems and issues that you have within your credit union, um, what you're hearing on the street, um, your marathon training program, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to listen and learn and help and just be of service to the credit union. Cool. So you're on social media. Yes, I am. Good, good. Um, that is also a plug I have to do as, as uh, the social media leader here at Filene. Uh, I want to make sure everyone connects with you on social media. Also, your email address for people to contact you is what? Ryan F at feline.org. Great. So there you go. Reach out to Ryan if you want to connect with him and have this conversation go further. So before we wrap it up, uh, is there anything else that you want our podcast listeners today to know about you? Oh, anything to know about me? Well, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, and so I like to shoot people straight and so I don't hide things from people. And so if they will ever want answers, um, I, I will give them to them and please know that they can always come to me with anything. Cool. And what are some of the things that you're going to, what can we be expecting to see from you in the next couple of months? <laughs> for me, um, I, I'm not climbing any mountains, that's for sure. <laughs> um, um, but you know, I think, you know, um, between I3 and our financial empowerment incubator and our I4 incubator, I think there's a lot of good work. You know, it's my third and a half day here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a ton of good work that is happening right now. And so I think within the next three or four months, I think you'll start to see a lot of results, hopefully, and hopefully good results um, from, from some of the things that some of the prototypes that we're testing. Um, and then hopefully you'll see some really cool, new, big, bright ideas that we're coming out with. Awesome. Well, keep your eyes peeled for those things coming out from Ryan, everyone. Unless you have anything else? I don't think so. No marathons coming up? No marathons. You know, I told my wife after the Coast Guard had to rescue me in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that I was going to take a break. (laughs) Um, But being out in the ocean really scratched my itch around sailing. And so I think I'm going to kind of deep dive into sailing this summer and see if that's something that I might want to pursue. Very interesting. Wow. So I, I feel like the world is wide open to what you might do next. So that's very, very cool to watch unfold. All right, everyone, that is it for the filing fill-in. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us in today's conversation. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And be sure to catch us again next time on the Filene Fill-In Podcast to keep up with what's going on here at Filene. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Podcasting Corporation International or something, PCI, and like all those investors were like, no, that's the dumbest name ever. And so then he called it, or no, then there, then he wanted to call it some, some 
Brazilian jungle name that means something in another language. And okay. <laughs> it was, you should listen to it. It's okay, called yeah. Startup. Usually the ones with George on them get that many. Okay. It's really interesting. People love George. They do. They really, really do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I was a little disappointed because I wore my nicest stuff already this week. <laughs> you know, I wore my first day clothes on my first day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you recording all of this right now? <laughs> <laughs>